And a reminder, the first 30 minutes of this podcast are available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google, and many of the major platforms. The full podcast is available at www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. SRB Media. Good evening, TC. Good evening, Gavin. And welcome all to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran's The Current View with the Isle of Hillsborough. Mr. Terry Curran, steady away, son. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. My knees are giving me a bit of stick yesterday, so other than that, not too bad at all. Well, this is the thing with players of, of your age and of your generation. So you had that many injections put into them to get you onto a football pitch that was, shall we say, not conducive to playing good football and not really fit for f- football, not like the bowling green uh, green pitches that they have today, sadly, where players don't have to do that. You won't have players of this generation going through, sadly, what you guys went through. Well, I had 25. Uh, 25. I had five... Uh... Cortisone's injections. Yeah. And they said one's bad for you, so mm. what does that tell you? Exactly. I read some x rays on week last Sunday I had some x rays and it's bone on bone with little bones mm. uh, growing out. So as soon as I get the um, x rays back I'll I'll take it from there. But I'm gonna I'll put it off long enough. I've got to a stage now where I, you know it's, I'm getting the pain, real pain now, so yeah, when they told Gaz he was going to have a cortisone injection, he was delighted. He thought he was going to get a new car, didn't he? But that wasn't quite <laughs> the case. Magic moments, TC. What have you sourced for us this week? Well, we didn't do last week, and um, obviously the, the last week, and then the, the, this week's just gone. But I'm going for Ireland's goal the other night. I yeah, thought brilliant. Jack Grealish was absolutely sublime. Mm. But for a guy at that at that uh, size, to what is he, 6'4", six, 6'5"? Yeah, he's about that, isn't he? Yeah. He's about that, isn't he? Huge, um, the huge. Goal, the goal. I mean, it's a great ball in by Jack, you know, but his pace takes him away. But to just composure to chip it over the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper just looking at the ball go over his head. You're thinking, you know, City have an unbelievable team, coached by an unbelievable manager. Yes, money uh, always comes into it. But then you get the other half all turned around as well. What about Chelsea? Well, yeah. If you don't spend your money wisely, that's what you get. Absolutely. And you look at Everton as well. Um, currently, look as though they're one of the three that's going to get relegated. It is a brave man to forecast who's going to get relegated. But again, we go back. Yeah. I think it's very difficult. What mm-hmm. you're saying is you know, it's 100% right. There, yeah. it is. You know, will Forest go down? I think we'll get enough points to stay up now, mate. I think Leeds and uh, Everton are the two with, with Leicester. I think it's between them. Uh, I think you've got Saints. You go down to Saints. Well, I mean, I'm, about, yeah. I'm on about Saints. I put Saints are already down. Yeah, I, think I would it, probably you know, agree with that. Mm. Leicester, Leeds, uh, maybe Everton. Uh, I think Forest will get I think Forest will beat Southampton on Monday night. Yes. I don't think I, I think Forest will beat Southampton Monday night. And uh, they'll pick up another point somewhere else and that'll see them safe. Yeah, it's going to be a great running. There's only, what, four, maybe five games left for, for most clubs. Um, my magic you moment... Know, Sorry, yeah, T. Before, before your magic moment, when you look at it, football from the um, 92 when the 
introduced the Premier League. Mm -hmm. You get more praise now for staying up, or as much praise for staying up, than, than the teams winning the League Cup or the FA Cup, which I find incredible. You know, uh, the, the emphasis is on staying up, you know, and the showing the games more live uh, and making it more exciting than an FA Cup and a League Cup final. You know what I mean? We've, we've had this debate many times on the podcast and I would like to dwell on <coughs> uh, for, for a few moments. I did post up last night with uh, West Ham and, and, yeah. I, and I think that if you're so... I agree in, with you. I agree with it. Watching yeah. that game last night, you just turned it over. Well, I'm saying watching that game. Yeah, it was um, attack versus defence again. I, I went to um, to pick my brother. Was it last night? Yeah, yeah, I, it was. I went to wait for the big brother. He'd been one of these Grassington somewhere, Grassington, Skipton, somewhere else uh, on one of these bus trips. He said, but the problem was I couldn't walk because it, it were all illy. Yeah, but I've seen that, clips of it. I saw your thing. That's what it was. I seen your thing last night. Mm. And then I saw clips of, of the games on uh, TV today. You know, highlights of the game, and I'm thinking, Gabby's 100% right. It's just boring to watch, isn't it? But again, going back, and we've had this conversation many times on the podcast, if you're a forward player and you're playing for one of them teams, what's the point? Because they put all the players behind the ball. It's not clever. It's not pretty. It's boring. It's attack versus defence. It's a training ground uh, scenario. If I was the referee, I always look at it in boxing terms. If you're a boxer and you go into a bout and all you do is run away, run away, run away, run away, don't lay a glove on your opponent, the referee will go to the two boxers. He'll call them in. He'll say, look, if you're not prepared to have a fight, go home. I'm awarding the game to this fella, the match to this fella. That's what they should do in football. If you're not prepared to lay a glove on your opponent, Call the captains in and just say, if you make no attempt to try and score a goal, I am going to stop the game and we are going to deduct you six points. You're a disgrace to football. And I think until we do stuff like that, it's never going to change. I hear these... You know what I'd like to see? Go on. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see all these get the sack. I would, yeah. I would like to see them all, all get the sack. What shouts? Uh, well, they can only put, they can only play philosophy with players they've got. Mm. You know, yeah. or it's either good defending or bad defending. If yeah. it's a nil-nil boring game, oh, what a what a great defensive. No, mm. one team's defended and the other team not being able to break it down. It, it's just boring to watch. The English Premier League, they keep going about it, it's, it's the most expensive for a lot of top players. But part of it, either Man City batting everybody, and everybody yeah. sits behind it, mm. right? And rest of it, uh, a bit and miss in, in all the games. It's just, I, I find it now is getting more, you know, you, you get certain games, Liverpool Arsenal the other week, brilliant game. You know, but how many games are you called brilliant nowadays? Very few, very few, because you, you get this philosophy of certain coaches, certain teams that go to certain games and they make no attempt to try and win a ball. They just think, well, to win a game, rather. They don't want to get on the ball. They're not brave enough to play the ball forward. They're not brave enough to attack sides. I just don't see the point. I think it's put, And I think if, if you're cowardly 
and and I call them all cowards because they are. By the cowards. Way, you're right. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, they're all That's cowards. Yeah, they're all cowards you know, too. The, the, play, the, the players, the players are cowards and put the white flag up. Yeah, because absolutely. they want to play. Yeah, and you don't. No one will turn around and say to them, "Look, you've got to have a strong manager and you've got to have a disciplined manager." Yep. Right, but what's the point of playing for a manager? What's just going to play that way? Absolutely right? no point. They don't create any goals. They don't create any goals. They're like Newcastle, no. you know, for, for the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing there, they get, the centre forward gets nine goals. You know, and yeah. everybody's slagging him off. But they, they don't create any chances. And how many times he gets into the penalty box, you can count them on your little finger. Absolutely. I mean, they go... So they're not going to score goals. No, they go, right? we, we don't the players, go... The players, the players aren't as bad. Yeah. You know, and, because have a go. Have a go. Exactly. And, 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 and the fans will go, well, we don't get no penalties. But, but you don't get in the box. You yeah. don't have a go. And again, going back to your original point, what's the point in just staying in a league that you're actually going to put nothing into that league? You're not going to contribute. You're not going to entertain. Football is an entertainment business for me. It's an entertainment sport. It ain't a business. It's never been a business. It's a sport. It's a love. It's a passion. And it's about playing how we used to play on the playground. Our best 11 will beat your best 11. Let's have a go. Let's open each other up. Let's make a game of it and may the best team win, given the required amount of luck that you do need. Because sometimes you can have all the players we've seen, the ball at the post, at the bar, the goalie, make great saves. So it's not always that you play brilliant and you win games. It's just the way that football is. But at least you're having a go and you're trying to win a game of football. And I just do, I do not get this attitude with parking a boss. It bores the backside off me. It's and bad I can't enough believe to watch it. it. But I mean, I'll tell you one thing, it's bad enough playing in it. I played yeah. for Huddersfield at the end of, uh, end of my career. Yeah. Uh, when I signed for it, the first thing Mick Buxton says to me, we just we need to stay up. Mm. Right? Without a FA Cup, we get knocked out of the League Cup. We've knocked out with Lee, mm. right? And this season, I mean, we've, we've finished mid-table, maybe just a bit mid-table, but the, the job was done to try and keep them up that, that season, right? Because mm. I only played for them that one season. But, the, you know, you go into training and half the players, you know, moaning and groaning, the board stiff. Yeah. I used to love training, but I understood why they got bored. Nothing to play for, just working on defensive-minded patterns of play. Yeah. Never working on forward patterns of play, you know. So it was so boring. And if you support a team and you get knocked out at FA Cup and you get knocked out at League Cup early doors in the competition mm. and you can't win the league, what? that's why people get themselves into or players get themselves into ropes, mm. you know. And then it's very difficult to get out of it. But for me... Because they don't... You know, they're out of everything. Yeah. So they are pissed off with it, the players, yeah. some of them anyway. And then uh, they get, not, the fans will always have a goal, but the managers will always blame the players. They pick the team, they don't get a team balanced up. You know, and then they want to pull players off because they're not getting goals. But you're not, they're not creating chances for them to get goals. Absolutely. No, and then I'm... they get criticised. Mm-hmm. How many goals has he got? Oh, I don't know. What they should be saying, how many, t- how many times has he been into penalty box? Correct. But don't blame him for that because everybody's behind the ball. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it, again, going back, for me, whether you're out the FA Cup, whether you're out the League Cup, whether you've just got league games to play, what you've got is you've got that chance of winning a game of football, trying to play forward, trying to play entertaining football, going into training, being positive, being on the front foot, trying to make it happen, trying to create magic moments, trying to create things that fans will go home and remember and try and emulate. That's what football is about. But again, to you right, you know, you've lived it, you've played it. Sadly, that's the reality of football. Too many boring managers and coaches. And if that's what your attitude is, I'd sack them all off. I'd relegate these teams. If you're not brave enough, if you're not bold enough, go and play in a league where you can be a big boy because you're cowardly. And and I'm sick to death of watching would football love, like that. I would love to see a reporter. I mean, I wouldn't believe... Listen, if they said to me, good morning, Edward, I said, hang on a bit, my name's Frank. Yeah. Because I wouldn't believe all they told me. But I would love... Uh, to see, uh, uh, I'm asking the manager a question. What, what, what is it that you really, really uh, don't want to attack teams? Mm. What are you frightened of? You know, because mm. the, the, made the, the game is called a beautiful game. Yeah, they've made it ugly. Football, right? And they, you're right, they've made it ugly, mm. right? But how can you how can you score goals if you don't if you don't want to go into the opposition penalty box exactly because, but, you're, scared, because you're scared of conceding goals? But again, you hear fans go, "Oh, that was great defending." You get these commentators, "Oh, the West Ham yeah, played really." The they, they've been awful. They've been yeah, boring. Listen, people get brainwashed. Yeah, they do absolutely. People get brainwashed. Absolutely. They got brainwashed. It's COVID. Yeah. Right, the, you know, I've never known anything in my life where where we had to have a vaccine, mm. we had to have a jab. You were yeah. forced into having a jab. Mm. So when people turn around and say, "Great, that were great defending," yeah. no, you were lucky defending because all the teams missed chance after chance after chance. Yeah, people get brainwashed, so they, so they repeat everything. Listen to some of these women now on television. They're repeating the words what the men used to use. Yeah, yeah. or what the men used. Mm. They repeated it's the same pattern. It's like the teams, certain teams you see them play. Patterns play, play right? Oh, no, you see Guardiola is pattern. Guardiola has a pattern, but it's an attacking pattern. Yeah. You look, they don't turn around and talk about the game. They talk about if if if, if Arsenal get beat three one. Shape. Who was, the, who was the team who got beat six six other other day? The team got beat Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wolves. It was the one that was on live. I'm trying to think who it was. Yeah, no. Everything against Newcastle. Yeah, it was um, Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. Another one. Um, And they're all talking about defending, defending. Well, hang on a bit. They deserved that result because they were poor. Mm. Why did they talk about how good Newcastle were? Yeah. It was more about Tottenham. And give the wages and the fans all this. No, that manager should have been sat. Yeah. Right? Because after he went, the other manager, because you know the, the type of football he was going to play. Absolutely. And it hasn't changed. It's not changed since Conte left. No. 
Well, it can't got more defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they employed a his um, assistant manager, and now they've got the, uh, the the young lad that's in charge. And you look at it, you just think, I just don't. But Ryan Mason, Ryan Mason. And you just think, I just don't understand it. It's crazy. But you keep on hearing this word, shape, look at the shape. I keep hearing, they're better out of possession, I'm going. Hang on a minute. Did I just hear you right? How can a team be better out of possession? The game is about football. Oh, it's incredibly stupid. Listen, go down the street. Yeah. And there's two, three or four restaurants. Two, three or four restaurants on that street. Yeah. One's full. Yep. And other two or three are empty. Yeah. Right? If you will. And you think, oh, that's, I've I've eaten them all now. I've tried them all. Yeah. That's only there because of ink outbreak. And it's same on the television with the reporters mm. from the media, the writing media, to the talking media. Yeah. The elite media uh, uh, sports reporter will say something, and everybody copies it. Yep, absolutely. Or they believe what he says. Yeah, it's a narrative that they they you know, drive, and everybody an does. Yeah, every opinion. They, you can disagree mm. without arguing. Sadly, too, they don't have opinions because most of them are muppets and puppets. They, uh, they're frightened to say anything out of the ordinary. They're frightened to question the narrative. And therefore, everything is stale, mundane, sterile and boring. And this special K really does remind me of Jack Grealish. Even his passes really similar to Jackie. He, he, he has that ability to get on the ball, to ghost into Positions. Is that all you're watching tonight? Yeah, I'm watching Napoli. They're currently 1 0 down against Udinese. Great goal by Udinese. They only need a point to win the Scudetto. So uh, I'm hoping that Napoli do win it. I like to watch Napoli logs. I like Special K. Osserman's a good player, Victor Osserman, the Nigerian international centre forward. I think he's going to be probably maybe off in the summer. I think there's going to be one or two Premier League clubs putting big money on the table for him. And whether Napoli take it or not remains to be seen. But, I mean, Napoli, massive too. They've taken 11,000 away to Udinese. It's a trip of over 500 miles. And they've also <laughs> sold out their ground, the uh, Diego Maradona Stadium in Naples. That's absolutely full. So there's two full grounds and a massive television audience watching Napoli tonight. But currently, half-time. They're losing 1-0. Yeah, I thought that, um, that Haaland's goal was fantastic. While we are talking of Haaland, it does make me laugh. Uh, it also makes me sad, annoyed and really angry when he's perceived as a history maker. No, 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 he's not a history maker. I only look at league goals. And the reason why I look at league goals is because players of the past didn't have the League Cup before the 60s. It was only from... Uh, the early 60s that the League Cup was it was a tournament that we competed for. So we only ever had the European Cup because, sorry, the FA Cup. We didn't have the European Cups. We, um, OK, we had the Metropa Cup. We're going to get onto that a little bit later in the podcast. But they only really had Football League, First Division games. And when I look at, again, and I hear and I just keep hearing, Oh, he, he, he's the greatest goal scorer of all time. And I'm going, 
He scored 35 league goals, and I think he's brilliant. I hope he scores 40. But there's only seven players that have ever scored over 40 league games in top flight football. Dixie Dean, the great Dixie Dean, done it twice. 27-28 season, 60 for Everton. And in 31-32, he scored 44 goals for Everton. But the first player to do it, 1925-26, was uh, Ted Harper for uh, for Blackburn Rovers. Dave Halliday scored 43, again the same as Ted, um, in 1928-29 season for Sunderland. Could you imagine... All right, the, the defensive-minded defensive uh, teams yeah, yeah. Uh, weren't around in those days. No, not at all. I get that little bit. But look at the pictures they had to do it on. Look Absolutely. at the ball they did it with. Look yeah. at the brutality of kicking they got. Yeah. Right? So the, everything against that player to get that type of goal, yeah. right, is more, more, more. Uh, the only disadvantage they would have today uh, you know, for him to get 40 goals today, half the teams in the in, in the Premier League will just go out to defend. Yeah, and that's the only disadvantage they got. They've got because the pitches are perfect. Yeah, the balls are perfect. The boots are perfect. You know, the travel's perfect. They're not travelling on a bus for three or four hours, are they? No, no, not at all. Everything's done for them. And and if you're playing, for instance. Um, West Ham versus Newcastle these days, they fly up. They don't go on the coach like they used to in the olden days. They're, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I Everything, mean, it was on the shadow bank, yeah, wasn't it? They're not, they're not travelling. They're not travelling no. four to five hours on a bus. No, not at all, in no. In some cases, six hours. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So they have everything laid on for them. But uh, Vic Watson, 29-30 season for West Ham United, scored 41. 30-31 season. So it's all really from the 25 to 35. Um, Pongo Waring scored 49 goals for the Villa in uh, in that league, which was second only to the great Dixie Dean. Um, Ted Drake in 34-35 scored 42 goals for uh, for Arsenal, and the last player to score over. I'm thinking Ted Drake. Sorry, Ted Drake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Ted Drake. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he went out and he went out. He went on to manage Chelsea, didn't he? Drake's yeah. was he Drake's ducklings at uh, at Chelsea, and in nineteen sixty sixty one, Jimmy Greaves was the last player to score over forty league goals in a season. He scored forty one. The most recent player to score more goals than Erling Ireland is Ron Davis. He scored 37 goals in the 1966-67 season. He was then joint leading scorer. Was that the Southampton Yeah, probably. Ron Davis. Yeah, he so also Newcastle win, win Davis, weren't it? Yeah, they weren't. I heard on Talksport they were twins yesterday, and I'm thinking that fucking wasn't. I mean, he did have a brother, uh, Ron Davis. He had a brother named Paul, but uh, Win Davis wasn't a brother. They were both mm. Welsh, and they were both born in 1942, but in different parts of Wales. And 
a couple of months apart. But um, Jimmy Green. I remember both of them do. I remember the one at Newcastle centre forward and, and Ron Davies at um, Southampton. Again, both both good players. I mean, Ron went out there. Yeah, 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 Ron played in uh, in Seattle for um, uh, Alan Inson with uh, yeah. with Hoodie in 1979. But Greavesy topped the charts to six times more than any other player ever that's lived. Harland, I'm loving. He's the best striker I had seen. Yeah. Up until up until that um, Ronaldo, that Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you know, I like Harland. He had bad injuries. But yeah, he did. Yeah. He yeah. had bad injuries. I think he had cruciates on both both legs, both knees, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. The 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 Ronaldo. But yeah. I mean, Jimmy Jimmy Greaves, when he scored forty one goals, he was only nineteen. Incredible, isn't it? Sorry, no, he was twenty one. He was nineteen when he scored thirty three goals and topped the charts for the first time. So he'd done it twice for Chelsea, and he'd done it four times for Tottenham. Tottenham. This fella's done it once, and good luck to him. And I hope he keeps scoring. But Jimmy done it for six seasons. Top of the pot. If I'm honest, though, if I'm honest, listen, I'm not knocking you because I think it's everything is everything against against Jimmy Greaves to do that is better than anybody else. Yeah. But what I will say about this kid, he's a chance of doing it because he's at Manchester City. The way out. The yeah. chances he's going to create. Absolutely. He's going to get to... This team's going to create for him. Yeah. You know. So, what I would say about him, I mean, because I know he's going to be... You're breaking up a bit, Sorry. too. Right. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just breaking up a bit there, son. What I've done, I've just put the phone to me onto my chest and it's instead of uh, being the uh, speaker clear. Yeah. But... You know, he has got things in his favour for him to do to go on to do that because the way our Manchester City play, injury-free, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do like to watch Erling Ireland. I think he's a great lad. I think he's a great player. He's a fabulous goal scorer. And I hope he keeps scoring the goals. But I always like to put things into perspective. And let's put it into perspective. Well, and you, and you, don't, you don't do it. Willy, willy nilly, you do it because you look at it and say, well, I'm going to make Alan's brilliant. Yeah. But th- these guys before Alan were brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the fairness about you, Gabby. And that's the thing. I just think it's disrespectful to all the players that have played football before 1992 when all they ever harp on about is the Premier League. It's not right, it ain't fair. And and I just like to give a little bit of balance. So all of those seven players, there's eight times a footballer has scored over 40 goals in the top flight of English football. And the great Dixie Dean has done it twice. And Jimmy topped the chart six times. That's more than any other. And I will always remember those players. And, and they are record, too good to be forgotten. That record will take some breaking. And oh. like I've just said, yeah. the only chance I could see anybody doing that or equaling that would be Ireland because of the, because of Pep Guardiola. Yeah, absolutely. And the way out, the, the, way out uh, the, 
the way how they create chances for people like Ireland. 100%. And, and Jimmy, of course, scored 357 top-flight goals. So when I hear these idiots going on about he's going to rip up the record books, I'm sorry, it's like a phone directory. You ain't ripping them up, fellas. You ain't ripping them up. Jimmy's got them. So let's have a bit of balance. You're getting paid a lot of money to broadcast. So give the supporters, give the viewers balance. Don't give them bullshit because that's all you ever do. And just remember, boys and girls, that the game was invented and played the first football season, 88-89 season, when Preston North End were the Invincibles, the first Invincibles. Um, Undev's goal, I hope that's the way I pronounce the fella's name, a German boy. Um, for Brighton against Wolves, it was the sixth goal, and it was that ball when he just clipped it. I mean, similar to Ireland where he clipped it, but the, the, the way this, like yeah, yeah. yeah. like Brighton looks a player, doesn't it? I think Brighton have got some really tremendous players. The recruitment's been really good, and again, we go back to what we were saying earlier. You know, Brighton don't just go, "Oh, we're little Brighton, we're going to defend." No, they buy footballers. They have a manager that plays on the front foot yeah. and they try and win a game of football. And guess what? They he's got, win. He's, he's got players who are comfortable in the board. He's got play, players who express themselves. He's got players who don't panic. He's got players who yeah. uh, take that risk uh, element of the of the game when it's on. So they've a, a joy to watch. I've been watching the game tonight and it's, it's a good game. What, what score is it currently? Nil, nil. I'll let you know when the score. Yep, uh, Manuel Benson's goal for Burnley against Bristol City. That fella looks a diamond of, of a football player. Again, another one that they picked up. Uh, I believe he's from Belgium. He's a Belgian boy, isn't he? And um, Vincent Company has done such a fantastic job. Got oh. great players, play great. And I really hope that they do well next season. It's so beautiful. 